Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Thanks for joining me on the Barbican's Nothing Concrete podcast for this series, The Music of the Black Renaissance. My name is Dr. Samantha Ege, and we are exploring classical composers from this era with a special focus on piano music. Today, we're looking at two pioneering African-American women from the early 20th century. I begin with the fabulous Nora Holt of Kansas before moving on to the virtuosic Helen Hagen of New Hampshire. I never know where to begin with Holt's life. She truly was the queen of reinvention with many name changes, multiple marriages, extensive international travel and a multifaceted career as a pianist, singer, composer, classical music critic, musicologist, music theorist, club hostess, radio hostess, civic leader, socialite. Honestly, the list goes on. One of my favorite facts about Holt is that when she would perform in London nightclubs during the Roaring Twenties, the Prince of Wales, so the future King Edward VIII, who later abdicated to marry the American socialite Wallace Simpson, would come to Holt's gigs and shower her with gifts. It makes me wonder if there might be an alternative history where King Edward abdicates for this brilliant Black Renaissance socialite instead. Could you imagine the scandal and the uproar that would have caused? Anyway, enough of the speculative fiction and back to what actually did happen. Nora Holt was born Lena Douglas in Kansas City around the year 1895. Her father was a minister and her mother was an educator and musician. Hers was a very middle-class upbringing that allowed her to pursue her passion for music. Holt's music education began with playing organ in the church. Her musical pursuits aligned her with the talented tenth thinking that the prominent African-American intellectual W.E.B. Du Bois promoted around the turn of the century. It was believed that the educated and wealthy top 10% of the African-American population would uplift the race and that the study of classical music would provide a tool for mobility. But Holt was something of a revolutionary. She didn't always play by society's rules. As a young adult, she challenged the archetype of the modern-day black woman. By the time she had graduated from Kansas's Western University, which was a prestigious historically black institution, she had been married three times while still managing to graduate at the top of her class. In 1917, she married her fourth husband, George Holt, 
who was a rich hotel owner 30 years her senior. She changed her name to Nora Holt. Prior to meeting her husband, she moved to Chicago and earned her living as a cabaret performer while also actively performing classical music, composing and promoting classical music too. In 1918, Holt became the first person of African-American descent in the United States to attain a Master of Music degree, which she earned at the Chicago Musical College. For her thesis composition, she presented an orchestral piece called Rhapsody on Negro Themes. The Rhapsody was one of over 200 compositions that Holt wrote. Unfortunately, many of them were lost and have yet to be recovered. Holt had kept her manuscripts in storage during her time away in Europe, but returned to find that all had been stolen. The only surviving works were those that appeared in her music publication, Music and Poetry. The art song, The Sandman, is one of the pieces, and Negro Dance, written in 1921 for solo piano, is the other. One of the earliest known Chicago performances of Negro dance was 100 years ago. She would perform this piece in the lecture recitals that she gave to the younger generation. Through Negro dance, she would highlight the importance of musical study and the beauty of black American folk traditions. Negro dance draws inspiration from African-American antebellum rural dance music, most notably the patting juba. As Solomon Northup described in 12 Years a Slave, the patting is performed by striking the hands on the knees, then striking the hands together, then striking the right shoulder with one hand, the left with the other, all the while keeping time with the feet and singing. These percussive rhythmic influences can be heard in the lively left-hand patterns that accompany the jaunty melody. They give us a glimpse into how Holt might have approached African-American folk ideas in her wider compositions. Helen Hagen was born in 1891 and was a contemporary of Holt's. In fact, Holt wrote about Hagen extensively in the Chicago Defender, which was an African-American publication. In 1920, Holt wrote, Miss Hagen, with her youth, superb training, wonderful fortification of technique and musicianship, is on the threshold of fame, and nothing should deter her from reaching the goal aspired to by all artists, that of master musician. It's a beautiful note of recognition, encouragement and praise towards Hagen from one of the most respected voices in black classical America at this time. Hagen studied composition and piano at the Yale School of Music and graduated in 1912. She was Yale's first African-American female music graduate. She was a true pioneer, and so much of this is encapsulated in the one piece of hers that survives, which was also written in the year of her graduation. That's the Piano Concerto in C minor. 
She actually performed this work with the New Haven Symphony Orchestra. While this was not one of the most prominent orchestras in the United States, it is significant that Hagen is claiming a predominantly white and male space, not only as the composer of the concerto, but as the performer too. We have to remember that she is writing at a time where women's intellectual capabilities and African-Americans' intellectual capabilities are routinely doubted in Jim Crow's patriarchal and white supremacist society. So this is huge, not only for Hagen, but for the generations of black women composers that come after her. Hagen's musical training and experience was as robust as any other composer around her. She toured in Europe, spent time with Debussy and Sanson. She was really at the heart of exciting musical currents, both in the United States and Europe. Unfortunately, the only work of hers that survives is the two piano arrangement of her concerto and only the first movement. I recorded this with the pianist John Paul Eakins. Hagen used to perform this movement in its two piano version a lot when she would go on tour. So it's not really a rehearsal score for the concerto soloist to practice privately before playing with the orchestra. It's a work that is intended for an audience. Black women didn't always have access to orchestras. So these two piano arrangements allowed them to really show off their skill. And there are so many virtuosic moments in this piece from the moment my fingers hit the keys. There are these descending octaves, dense chords and rippling passages in the opening. But later, there are moments of tender lyricism. There is so much contrast and colour. Holt was right when she recognised Hagen's potential as a master musician. If you've liked today's episode, subscribe to the Barbican's Nothing Concrete podcast on Acast, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was recorded by Rowan Lovell. My albums featuring the music in this podcast series, including Nora Holt's Negro Dance and Helen Hagen's Piano Concerto in C minor, are available to buy on the Laurelt label. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.